Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. All right, guys, so I'm over here at the 7th Street Metro Station. This is a place that's near and dear to me. We got the train right now coming through. And yeah, so like back in 2018, this is where I started riding this train a lot over here in L.A., that's when I sold my car, and that's when like, everything started to change, you know? So, like, I quit drinking at, this is, like, 2018, and then, you gotta watch out, man. All right, so, and in 2019, I sold my car, and when I sold my car, I sold it because the car was causing me a lot of problems. Okay, now it's cool. Everybody's peacing out. I got this place to myself, basically. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, so, like, 2019... I realized, you know, okay, I want to do this trade. I, 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 like, how bad do you want profitability? How, like, I'm doing all this studying with stocks. And it's like, man, okay, how bad do you want to be a trader? I had to think about that. I was like, okay, so I got to clean up my life. So I started cleaning up my life, paying down my debt, you know, fixing, getting rid of some certain people in my life that were causing me stress. And then finally, as I'm chipping away and making my life easier, so I can focus on trading and becoming a minimalist. Becoming a minimalist is not just because it's cute, like, hey, I just want to be a minimalist. It's like, no, it's like, what is more efficient to get me to my goals, my dreams of becoming um, a profitable trader, my goal of, of becoming successful, of solving all my problems at the time, especially with the student loans and all these other problems that just piled up. And, you know, it's like, when you're in your early 30s, you have a lot of baggage, you know? So a lot of the early, I noticed that from the traders that I was uh, looking up to back in the, in the Tim Sykes challenge, all these traders that you know now, the Clover guys, everybody, I saw them start from like basically nothing and start to see success around that time, become like a six-figure trader. And for me at the time, I was like, man, imagine if I can be like, for example, I saw Kyle Williams grow from like 4,000 to like under, like 70,000. I was like, man, imagine I can do that. Like 70,000, that's like life-changing. Oh, man, you know? So, or I saw Jack Kellogg hit like 150,000. And I was like, man, imagine if I can be like, I just need 100,000 and I will be good. I'll, that will solve a lot of my problems. That was my mind back then. I, I was just studying every day, studying nonstop. You know, I even took up like odd jobs like Uber and Postmates. And then finally, the one I stuck with after hating those for a short period of time, the one I found was tutoring. So I would do tutoring to support my, my, myself and to chip away at these ex smaller depths that I had until I figured trading out. And then so like I realized, OK, I, I have a lot more baggage than these guys in their 20s that became successful at trading. So like, I need to get rid of this baggage and like, I need to start, I need to come back to trading with, um, 
like if I, like when I was in college, like in dormitory, where I just focused only on studying, where I focused only on on the final or for the uh, the project I had to do with architecture. I had all my focus there. I didn't worry about bills. I didn't worry about car payment, even about parking tickets. So first of all, like I, my, I was a uh, irresponsible because I just didn't care about parking. I tried my best, but I didn't care about parking tickets because like I had all these student loans coming in. They'll pay for everything. And like, you know, you're living in the moment in, in your when you're younger. And like I didn't, it didn't I didn't worry about those things. But then when real life hits in your 30s, uh, y- you know, it's like a wake up call. So anyway, during that time in 2019, I sold my car. I sold it because, OK, I'm doing all this studying for trading. I'm doing, putting all this work in. I'm watching all the right people. I'm studying all the right people, studying under the right people. I'm doing all this work. And then when I go to trade and get the screen time at 6.30 in the morning over here in the West Coast, um, I have a parking ticket or there's a street sweep or I have to wake, I have to worry about like moving my car and it was a disaster. And then like when I did tutoring, I would have to drive an hour from like where I was living in uh, Sherman Oaks at the time to drive all over LA. I had, cl- I had uh, clients for tutoring in Santa Monica that would take an hour drive. Traffic, in traffic, like hating your life. And I would listen to audiobooks and stuff and podcasts, but like it still was a disaster. And like you had to worry about gas and registration and insurance, all these extra menial things that are, they add up to being very stressful. Um, so yeah, and then I would have a client in Woodbury University in Glendale then Pomona, and then, like, I would just take up all these things, which was good at the time, because, like, I'm, I'm supporting myself, and I'm, like, chipping away at these smaller expenses, like, smaller debts, and I'm paying it off, but after a while, you know, it's like, with everything, you do something as it serves you, but when it doesn't serve you, you, you let it go, you, you deviate, you pivot, you know, so tutoring was great, it, it really, it solved a lot of my problems and helped me get situated, with um to put myself in a better position later which was like so i had the whole goal in mind of okay selling my car eventually when i when i save enough money from tutoring i can i can get rid of the car and i'll get an office downtown a shared office which i went over in the last podcast a shared office and then i'll take the subway and the subway is very limited in los angeles but it's just enough i'll just design my life style around the locations I can travel on the subway. So I got that shared office space, the one I went over last time with Gensler in the same building. And uh, it had the, the Regis uh, spaces. It's kind of like WeWork, but it's not WeWork. It's, it's Regis spaces. And um, so that was like 250 a month shared office. Later, I got upgraded. It was like during the pandemic, a very good price. Not much more raised than that. Than that too. I'm not going to tell you exactly how much it was. But, um, but yeah, and then getting rid of the car. So I had no more car so I can focus. I started taking that subway, this same subway, this crazy same subway, you know? And uh, in LA, a subway is pretty cheap or you just walk in, you know? No one really, it's, it's lawless. No one enforces anything. So um, I use that to my advantage. You know what I mean? It's not about political or whatever. It's just like, what is gonna put you in the best position? to uh, move forward, you know, to be successful. And yeah, you know, it's like, I had to put up with a lot, but it's all, all about sacrifice, it's all about sacrifice. Like, what, what are you willing to do to become successful? 
I wanted it, man. I wanted it bad, and I was like, you know what? Nothing's getting in my way. I'm getting rid of the car. I don't care if people judge me for it. People say, oh, he doesn't have a car. He's a loser. It's like, whatever, man. I'm on my path, and uh, nothing's going to stop me. No judgmental people are going to get in my way. The same thing with those architecture people I told you guys about in the last podcast when I'm walking with a bald head downstairs uh, in the building, and I'll run into them in the plaza. They ask me what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know... I made it sound uh, better than what it was, which is like the re- in reality at the time. I was like, ah, man, I'm switching architecture. The, the pace sucks, and uh, I'm gonna go into trading, man. I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna, I'm gonna grind 18 hours a day, 20 hours a day until I figure trading out with a shaved head, boss. It seemed crazy. So like, whatever. I didn't care. I didn't care if I sounded crazy. I know deep down inside, I believe in myself. So like. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for I know how hard I can I can grind and I know what sacrifices need to be made and I will do whatever sacrifice needs to be done. I don't care if it's getting rid of the car and looking stupid so people like uh, girls and stuff or former friends or former colleagues or family, I don't care. I'm doing this, you know? So if I got to take the subway with a bunch of crazy people all the time, I don't care. I don't care. I'm doing it. If I got to spend in the hour, uh, 20 hours a day in the shared office and hide from the janitor late at night, I'm doing it. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. And I did it, you know, and it's like that that mentality has never left. That whole burning the boats. I go over that, too. So burning the boats. So I decided when I entered this, when I sold that car and I was like, this is it, man. I have no car now and I don't I'm not looking to get another car. This is it. And I'm going to this office with this tablet and uh, my minimal, my minimalist lifestyle. So I had, I remember I had a bunch of architecture books. I sold them all. I sold, this is a prized collection of mine from my previous life. My architecture books collected from all around the world. And that signified to me like, uh, I'm an architect and I'm, I'm unique. I have this collection of books that's like inspiring for me to do architecture. When I sold that, that was a big part of me. I was like, okay, now we're selling the boats. So you start to do these things. You sell, I, for me, it was selling my architecture book collection from all around the world that like defined me as a person. That was like a big part of me, like, you know, selling that. And then selling the car, that's like you're, what people perceive you as. They judge you by like, if you have a car, if you don't have a car, you're, he's like a 30-year-old man, 30-something-year-old man with no car in LA. It's like weird. You know, and he's a bald head. He's weird, you know. So like, it's like you can't give a shit. You know, it's like, what do you, what do you want? What, what do you want? You know, it's like. So I just knew, I just knew what I knew, and I, and I got rid of my social media at the time. Got rid of everything, you know. Just chipped away, the car, the architecture, identity. I'm just recreating myself. So you recreate yourself, you know, and that's what like being an entrepreneur is. You know, it's like. You're, you're creating something. You're cre- you know, in my case, it was re- recreating myself, reinventing myself, my entire identity. You look at my identity now, you go to LinkedIn, I, cha- I revamped it. All, it's, it's revamped. Now there's photos of me with architecture stuff happening. There's uh, two podcasts on my, on my uh, employment section or whatever. It's, it's my podcast. I'm not employed by anybody. You know, it's, it has like some architecture background, but it's completely, it's a, re- it's a reinvented ber- version of myself that I recreated these past couple of years that I 
few years that I just resurface as a new person. You know, it's like it's it's um it's great. It's like like the phoenix rising from the ashes. You know, like I just came from nothing, from zero. You know, so like those people that that uh, watch my podcast now and don't know my backstory or my background, they can fuck themselves. I, you know, the, the, the ones that say like, oh, this is David, you know, he's a weird, you know, he's, he's, he probably was born rich. It was probably given to him. Oh, he's trading, a, someone gave him a lot of money to trade. No, man, I created from zero, from zero, from nothing, zero. I, from selling my car and riding this freaking stinky subway for 2019, Till 2000, shit. I, I I wrote it till 2021 until I got to Puerto Rico. You know, grinding. I knew what it took. So I'm 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 having a few hundred thousand dollars profit wise, and I'm still riding the subway. Uh, at that time, what does that tell you? You know, I'm the grind is still not stopped. So there's no stopping the grind. You know, I was listening to Patrick Bed David the other way the other day. He was saying when once. When uh, somebody has a big exit in a company, they say they create something and they have a big exit. Um, a lot of times those, you'll find out the true colors of that person. If he's a real entrepreneur, if, he, if it was done for the money or if it wasn't done for the money. Because if it was done for the money, you know, they, they live comfortably afterwards. They, they half-ass afterwards. But the ones that weren't doing it for the money don't stop the same level of grind. So it's like, it's like that the same thing with this. So it's like... Uh, I was not stopping the grind. The grind did not stop when I had a few hundred thousand dollars. You know, I was still was grinding the whole time, still taking the subway, still keeping the same routine that I had, the same vision, the same discipline. Everything was the same, you know, and, I, and, and it still doesn't stop today. It's just another level now. I still ride the subway every now and then. It's convenient. And I don't mind. I think whoever listens to the podcast now sees it. I, I don't mind... Um, I don't want to say slumming it out, but I, I don't, if I'm by myself, if I'm not with a girl with me or with a older person or with a, a friend from another state that's visiting, I won't take them on the subway, but I don't mind saving a few bucks. Like, why not? I developed all these good habits of um, being, I'm not going to say frugal, but putting money towards the right things and reinvesting in myself. I've gotten really good at that. And part of that is not letting slippage i see everything like a business it's like um with stocks you you don't want to have slippage you know the commissions are low now but like getting locate fees platform fees uh services that you get for no reason sometimes people get services that they haven't earned yet like i use trade ideas uh edge to trade um dilution tracker all these little things uh I, I, did I get because I've earned it, but some people that are not profitable, let's say they're eight months in, they think they've studied, they think they know everything. They think with trade ideas or something, some other service, it's going to make them money. Like, no, nah, you haven't earned it. Until you're like six months profitable, maybe you've earned one. And then after three months more profitable, maybe you add another one because you, you want to minimize your slippage, your expenses. All that adds is pressure for you to perform and and you know pressure is a depletion of mental capital and depletion of mental capital is not what we're going for that concludes today's episode make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use the friendly bear podcast is hosted by me david where you can find me on twitter 
at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.